If someone would have told me that in my late 50s I'd be recording a podcast entitled Don't Lose Your Balance, I'd have waved my hand in their face, laughed under my breath, shaken my head, and stated, You're nuts. Little did I realize that I was the one that had gone nuts. Literally. This is a story, a journey, scripted, unscripted, about the life of one woman, the people along the way, the trials and tribulations to say to you, get ready, it's going to be a bumpy ride. So hang on tight and don't lose your balance with Mallory Durek. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the 35th episode of Don't Lose Your Balance. My name is Mallory Durek. I cannot believe it's 35 episodes. I'm going to say that from now until 52. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. I said I don't know because in my head I'm thinking, I don't know what I want to talk about, but I do know what I want to talk about. And I more or less want to rant I think about the word kindness and what it means. And somewhere along the line, I think people, I don't know, I think people may have lost sight about what kindness actually means. I'm not talking about, let's see, helping, helping people in their time of need kind of kindness. I'm talking about general human kindness, the kind of kindness that impacts the way we may speak to another person or how we behave towards another person. I feel like I want to get this off my chest because as of late, I've been so aggravated by some things that are pretty like basic to one person, but they're more or less important to me. I feel like when I read comments on social media, and I know that we all read comments on social media and everybody's mean to one another in a lot of ways, but think about if you were at a party with somebody, would you say to somebody's face, would you say it to somebody's face what you would write in a comment? I have recognized that monitoring one's own behaviors, it's not only challenging to do, but it's something I think should be required. And the realization of this is that when we're feeling something, whatever the something might be, we could very well have, let's say there's an upset going on for us for whatever reason, and somebody else responds to us, towards us about something. We may be in a completely different frame of mind and bite at them or bark at them, or, or maybe they're barking at us. And that's not very kind. And I don't think it's a deliberately mean thing. I don't think somebody's setting out to do something that is unkind, but I think that there's this thing that has to be where we have to monitor ourselves and say, how am I feeling right at this very moment? Am I aggravated about what is happening or am I aggravated about something else? And then I'm reacting towards somebody else negatively. You know, I, I talk about this in the Facebook group that I, I moderate and I don't, do a whole lot of moderation anymore because the television show for Schitt's Creek, which has been over since, I don't know, 2020, uh, doesn't have as much activity. So the way that people treat each other 
isn't so bad in that group. I don't see it. I don't have as, I, I always have a lot of control over it, but I don't see a lot of that negativity, but I do see it in other places. I see it when I scroll through news articles. I see it when I read comments on YouTube and it's brutal because I don't think that people are constantly monitoring themselves about how they may sound and their tone. Even when people send, I don't know, emails, people who send emails when they're feeling aggravated by something. I have a client who I like him, he's a nice guy, and I wasn't going to talk about this, but the whole reason why I feel like I want to talk about kindness is because I feel like I'm not being treated well. And just because I do work for somebody doesn't give them a license to be rude. I guess it's rudeness that I'm talking about, not as much as that, you know, help help a, a person in need kind of kindness. But it goes hand in hand to me. You know, I also this week I had a doctor's appointment and I was 10 minutes early. And in the day of COVID, they don't overbook the way they used to. You know, you could sit in a waiting room of a completely full waiting room of people. And now they have maybe four or five people, maybe four, I think, when I got to this doctor's appointment and everybody's spread out and they don't have magazines or television or anything. And that's okay. I'm just giving you like a framework. And I watched each person go in before me who was there when I got there. And now I'm the only one in the waiting room. And then four or five more people come in and they get brought into the back. And I finally said to the reception, you know, look, I don't have the time to wait for this doctor. So, you know, if you could just give me what I came here for, uh, I'll leave. And they said, well, you could reschedule or the doctor will be 10 minutes. She's running 10 minutes behind is what they said. I said, no, she's actually running 45 minutes behind. And rather than having general respect for my time, I was just sitting there and I thought, when did this become an okay thing again? I don't want to sit in an environment in public for 45 minutes if I don't have to. And I hadn't even yet gotten to a place where I could actually see the doctor. Why was this aggravating to me? Because I didn't feel that it was very kind of anybody to not recognize that my time was equally valuable. You know, I have a tendency to drop what I'm doing to help. And when I say help, I don't mean help. I mean, I guess what I mean is I'm doing my job. So if, if a client reaches out to me, I don't wait around for two days to respond. I handle it immediately. And I might be in the middle of something. And then I, I guess I weigh the task and I say, okay, well, which is going to be easy for me to complete first? Who's a bigger priority, not because they're more important, but what task is more simple to solve if it's a problem or accomplish or just remedy. And yet I don't feel that way lately that that's being, you know, that is being honored in return. And I think it's, it's hard because instead of this one client that I was just telling you about, instead of him saying, well, we have a problem with a, He's saying, well, why don't you just find it? <laughs> and I don't mean he said, go find it. He said, pick anything you want and you'll see it's not working. I have no idea what's not working. And I'm thinking to myself, why am I putting myself through this? I, I don't 
maybe I don't want to have a confrontation, but I'm thinking to myself, well, it's Saturday morning. This is what I woke up to at 7 a.m. my time. And I'm thinking, you're not even giving me any insight. You're just saying everything is broken. Everything is wrong. And when I tested it, it worked perfectly. So I still don't know what the problem was. But what is bothering me was not that I can't find the problem. It was the way I was spoken to. And the way I was spoken to was pick anything. It doesn't work. The customer is, is having a bad experience. And I have lately come to the conclusion that as a web designer and a developer, if you will, of what I do, um, 90% of problems is user error and 10 may be something that I have built. I'm not saying that I don't make mistakes. Clearly a link could be broken, but usually people are so quick to just, and I probably have fallen victim to this. People are just so quick to say, it doesn't work. You need to fix it. And this happens a lot because somebody doesn't hit that pause button. And I think hitting the pause button is something that we all need to learn how to do. I think we can have a more, and I know this is going to sound a little ridiculous, but a little bit more of a balanced day by hitting the pause button. Cause there's these ebbs and flows of what aggravates us in the course of a day. It could be something very simple, or it could be something much more deep rooted into what is happening. Yet when I thought about this day's topic, I was thinking about talking about perspective and perspective is something I'm going to talk about, but, you know, be a little kind to one another, keeping things in perspective of what is a priority and what is not. And think about the recipient of your message, your tone of voice, your tone in your email, your accusation, you know, I'm not saying that I haven't done this. Of course I have. I also recognize, you know, you get more bees with honey. So when I'm having, let's say, a problem with customer service, I know that it's not the fault of the customer service representative. Their job is to find a solution to help me. And, you know, I have to provide customer service to my clients as well, but that doesn't give my clients a license to speak to me in a way where they say, this is broken, this doesn't work. Because each time that has happened, especially with this one particular client, it's never what they say it is. It's maybe a lack of understanding of how it was intended to work to begin with. And that's another thing, you know, make sure you've got all your eggs in, in ducks in a row and you understand what was one way that something was set up versus saying it doesn't work when it, in fact it does work. It just wasn't set up the way it was intended. I'm not sure that's making much sense to the people here, but I think if I can explain it any other way, I, I don't want people to come at me and say, you know, this doesn't work. Yes, it does work. Or when I read comments on social media and I see people just go at it, with one another. I don't like this, or you look terrible like that. You'd never say that to somebody if you were at a party with them. You would never walk into a room and announce yourself and say, I don't like what she's wearing. I don't like who he's with. So why do we do it on social media? Why do we feel like the internet provides us a forum for which we can just be so 
I don't know, free to share our opinions because we're not accountable. We have no accountability when we say something to another human being. You know, I have actually had moments, especially on Facebook, where I've argued with people about being kind and they are equally unkind to me. You know, life is just too short to be having these arguments and these discussions. The fact that I'm recording a podcast where I'm talking about not losing my balance. <laughs> I feel really imbalanced right now because I have had this. Remember I said in the other week, I said, I feel like something's just off. I can't tell if I'm not tolerant or if there's just this shift or maybe it's a mood change or maybe what I'm feeling is tension and anxiety about maybe what's happening in the world. And that is causing me to feel not okay. I was looking on the news yesterday and I couldn't believe what I was reading. I try not to expose myself to too much news because it can really pull me down a rabbit hole, but what's happening in Ukraine? I cannot not talk about Ukraine because of what I avoid looking at, which is horrible that I avoid it, but it will cause me so much upset. I can't, I can't, I can only expose myself to so much of it. And I can, I can't think how people in war have no regard for human life and where anybody feels like this is an okay thing. And anybody would be those that are fighting um, and hurting and killing, not those who are defending you know, think about whether that could happen here or whether it could happen even just close within your own circle and your own network. War is so incredibly unkind and there's very little that I can do as one person of many. Um, I wish the governments could do something. I wish the, you know, militaries could do something, but I don't know what that answer is. I just know that I feel really aggravated by what I'm lis listening to or what I am watching or what I am seeing. And I think about kindness and lack thereof. I think about human spirit. And, you know, when we all see a car accident off the side of the road, we are thankful it isn't us. But what if it's somebody that we know, or what if we're involved in it, but we're not hurt? How do we how do we step up and come to the table with a level of kindness and respect for humanity? Because I don't see a lot of that. I see a lot of people who come from this place of self-righteousness. You know, I seemingly am still bothered by what I watched Will Smith do on the Oscars, where in his realm of thinking, did he ever believe that once he left that chair and continue to go do what he had in, in his mind to go do? Did he ever think it was right or kind? And he didn't. He didn't think. He said that he came to an emotional state of mind right then and there, and he acted inexcusable. The time to recognize that we've done inexcusable acts is not necessarily after the fact. It's before we actually go do them, because he couldn't hit that pause button. And I know what it feels like to have this like charge inside of your body and then not be able to control your impulses. I know what that feels like. And I have recognized that I have been impulsive in my past. 
What I'm very concerned about is because it was such a public forum, I don't really think anybody ever said, you know, he, he's got anger management issues, or maybe they have, and I have, I just don't watch enough social media and television and the news, but that impulse was so awful. And I'm not here to bash on Will Smith. I'm here to talk about the inexcusable act of not controlling an impulse, which I get, but then behaving in such an unkind manner. Yell, scream, leave the room, leave the stage, but to violently hit another human being is beyond my comprehension. In the gratitude room this morning, we were talking about aging and it was a great prompt. It was talking about what would you tell your, you know, teenage self and what can you be thankful for uh, and feel gratitude for as you age and what you've learned or how you are now. One of the things that really struck me and stood out for me was this idea that as a younger person, we lacked, maybe in elementary school, for example, we lacked this sort of self-confidence, right? And I would like to say, where did we not get that self-confidence, you know, thread and how it carried us into adulthood? And I, and I brought up this idea that back in our youth, at least in my youth, there were a bunch of girls who were all part of this one group. This would have been probably, I think in sixth grade, fifth and sixth grade. And maybe one person in the group would selectively decide who would be her friend for that day. And then if you were her friend, you were gold. But if you weren't her friend, there was a possibility you were left out. Do you know how incredibly unkind that was? And yet somewhere along the line, we all lack this confidence within ourselves to say to this girl, this is terrible behavior because nobody ever wanted to be called out for anything or to be excluded from something. But this kind of unkindness starts at an early age. That's what I think. We learn it from somebody. It doesn't have to be our parents. We see somebody behaving in such a way and other people think it maybe it's cool, but it has a negative impact on another person. I don't believe I've always been kind, but it was never my intention to not be kind. And I have watched other people intentionally not be kind in their life. And I cannot tell you how upsetting it is for me. You know, I have another friend, they used to speak about random acts of kindness. And I would think to myself, you've never done a random act of kindness in your life. Nice person, don't get me wrong. But a random act of kindness is random and it's kind. (laughs) And it could be as simple as, oh, let me buy that person behind me, whatever, uh, for their Starbucks order. Or it can actually be, you know, really helping somebody like I said in the beginning, in their time of need. You know, I do think there's one way that we don't lose our balance in life. And that is to check in with ourselves and ask ourselves, am I being kind today? Did I do something awful towards another human being? How can I be a better person? What are some steps I can take to improve myself? And what do I need to make those things things happen for me and for others. I think you have to check in and 
pause when you feel this sense of aggravation or upset. I didn't fly off the handle when I was at that doctor this week. I just left. <laughs> I left the office and I told them I was going to leave, but I said, I'm leaving. I, you know, I wasn't unkind to the reception. I wasn't even unkind to the doctor. I don't want to be the person that people talk about and say, oh yeah, she's not a very nice person. And I think that we're all entitled to have moments, maybe not the one I watched with Will Smith and certainly not those who are fighting at war, not defending at war, fighting at war, taking what doesn't belong to them. But coming from a place of true compassion, love, and kindness. It's the greatest gift you can give yourself. You'll feel really good about yourself when you know you've achieved that or you've even attempted to achieve that. And to do random acts when you can. But most of all, and I guess I didn't even think about this, it's not just only about being kind to others. It's really about being kind to ourselves and not being so hard on ourselves all the time. You know, I also think in the gratitude room, we talked about how we care or not care as we age about what other people think of us. And while that may be true as we age, we probably care a little less or maybe a lot less about what other people think of us. But I said it like this. If you care about what people think of you from a positive perspective, if you care what they think that you're a good person and that you're kind and that you're sweet and generous, then you're going to care if they don't think those things of you. So while it's probably not realistic to say, I don't care what other people think of me, I think if you can do your very best and you check in and you say, yep, I'm doing my best. I'm doing everything I can to be kind. And most of all, I'm really kind to myself by making sure that I get what I need. Uh, you're winning. That's what I feel. That's what I think. So that's what I got. Well, if you like this or any other episode of Don't Lose Your Balance, you can share it. You can download it. You can even write me a review. You can also follow me on Instagram. I have two handles. The first is Mallory underscore Durek, and the other is Don't Lose Your Balance MSC. That's Mary Sam David. Don't Lose Your Balance MSC. And I also have a website, which is don'tloseyourbalance.com. I hope today, tomorrow, and always you don't lose your balance. And I look forward to hearing how you didn't lose your balance along your life's journey. I'll see you next time. 